much attention do you think your health deserves? Is it a priority or not? Your health is your principal asset and no money in the world can buy good health. Maintaining good health should be your primary focus. Tune in to Solid 100.9 FM every Tuesday by 8pm for Your Health Today. A program that places priority on your health, keeping you informed about health issues that concern you while giving you the latest news and trends in the health sector so you can be equipped to live a healthy life. Remember, your health is more than just your wealth. It is everything. Your health today, every Tuesday by 8 p.m. on Solid 100.9 FM. Your health today, promoting good health, the foundation of success. Many thanks for staying tuned to the station that rocks solid 100.9 FM Enugu. And we are broadcasting live from 10B Savage Crescent QRA Enugu. A very good evening to you and you are welcome to the program Your Health Today. Your Health Today is a program that places priority on your health, making sure that you live an all-round healthy life. My name is Doris Mayemishe and of course this program comes up every Tuesday from 8pm to 8.30pm. And tonight on the show we'll be discussing on the topic cholera and the researchers have estimated that each year there are 4.0 million cases of cholera and 21,000 to 143,000 deaths worldwide due to cholera and of course um, recently we have cases of cholera outbreak in Enugu state and also some states in Nigeria and that's one of the reasons why we want to create more awareness on how to manage this. So joining me in the studio to talk about cholera is Dr. Chinemarim Onwuleri. Okay, Dr. Chinemarim Onwuleri and he is um, from the Department of Community Medicine University of Nigeria Teaching Hospital Enugu and he's also the chairman NMA Emergent and Re-Emergent Diseases Committee Enugu State Chapter. Good evening and welcome to the studio sir. Good evening thank you very much thanks for having me. All right so moving on let's um, begin by you know knowing what cholera is. Yeah so thank you very much good evening listeners. So cholera it's a disease caused by germs and uh, these germs are all around us in nature. Uh, the only difference is that when these germs get into parts of our bodies where they are not supposed to be, they can result in you know major problems. So in the case of uh, cholera, it's actually a, a form of uh, bacteria. Uh, bacteria is a type of a germ. There are different types of germs. You have bacteria, you have viruses, uh, like you know we've all heard about the COVID-19. We have um, you know uh, protozoa, like we have malaria and plasmodium malaria and all that. Uh, so, but this type is a bacteria, and it is commonly found around um, contaminated food, water, and you know even areas where there is very poor hygiene and sanitation. So, essentially, it is a disease that presents with very frequent water passing of uh, stool so people are going to toilet very frequently and they are passing stool or feces or poop that is very watery the implication of this is that this watery stool leads to loss of body uh, fluids and body water the water in the body because the human body is made up of a lot of water that is mixed with some salts so when these people are passing a lot of um, stool that is watery they lose a lot of their body fluids to the point of where they are almost completely dry and that point of dryness we call it dehydration okay. and this sort of dehydration can lead to death if um, um, urgent medical attention is not given to these individuals so cholera seems like a very uh, simple thing in terms of it looks like it's just mm. diarrhea but it's actually very serious it's, it is not something to be played with and it's extremely deadly and is responsible for the death of hundreds of thousands of persons every year around the world so it's something that we should take seriously 
and I'm glad that we're having this conversation. Okay, so thank you very much, Doctor. Now, um, we are in Enugu, of course, and uh, just before you started talking, I mentioned the fact that there's been an outbreak in Enugu and about 40 persons have been reported dead, and that's correct. So now, something that affects everyone. So how do we know what um, symptoms, basically, how do you know that, okay, you already have these and your course you should manage it? Let's talk about the symptoms. Yeah, so I think the uh, major things that uh, gives the indication uh, is what we call sudden, when there's a sudden onset of, you know, watery diarrhea or watery stool, watery stooling, watery passing of stool should be hard normally. It should be well formed and hard. But when it becomes very watery and, you know, starts coming out in a different way from the normal way you would see your stool, the suspicion should be raised that there's probably something going on. And of course, this is an environment that is not neat. Mm. So when I say an environment that is not neat, we're talking about environments that are that don't have very good toilet facilities. People are using, are defecating outside or in the bush. People are not uh, washing their hands with soap and water. People are not taking necessary basic hygiene or the food that people are eating are not properly cooked or heated, as the case may be. Or people are eating raw vegetables, raw. Mm. These are all possibilities through which you can have such outbreaks. Also, where there's like a humanitarian disaster at times, we also have. Um, like in IDP camps, you may have this sort of thing. So when there's overcrowding, overcrowding, where so many people are living in a place, in a small space, you know, the hygiene usually will not be very good. That's the cleanliness, mm. the individual person cleanliness, you know, may not be very good. And this is what, you know, can trigger, you know, such contamination of drinking water, contamination of the food people eat, and lead to the watery stools and of course uh, the cholera symptoms that we see. Okay, so vomiting is also part of the symptoms. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, can say that that vomiting is uh, but uh, I, I mean i think our focus really is on the loss of body fluids okay. which is predominantly through the uh, you know passage of stool uh, what i say stool of true watery diarrhea watery passage of stool so this is like a what we call it's a very distinct feature that we would see uh, you know so once we are seeing this sort of situation yes some people of course may say they are also having and there may be other things that may be accompanying you know, mm. this sort of situation is possible. However, you know, um, our concern is once we have, you know, an acute, that's how, how we refer to it in medical terms, you know, something that is urgent, something that is happening suddenly, uh, you know, people are suddenly, and it's a, you know, group of not, not just one person, multiple persons, then there is suspicion that uh, there's some sort of contamination in that environment that is good to come down with. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. So thank you very much. So moving forward, let's um, talk about the fact that, I mean, it is contagious, can be contracted very. from one person. So let's talk about how that is done. Yeah. So, I mean, so yeah, it's it's very contagious. Let's not forget that uh, this is linked to environmental health. So it's linked to environmental health in the sense that uh, persons uh, who are not using proper toilet facilities, for instance, persons who are not using clean water, for instance, areas where water is easily contaminated or water is not properly stored or there's no pipe borne water or you have very poor sanitation all these things are linked to the environment also areas where you have congestion so you go to like very marketplaces where people are living there they are passing stool there they are you know doing everything there even some places their animals are also there people are also there as well you know so this sort of congested areas you can have this sort of you know because don't forget the issue is within the stool so if people are passing through in the environment, if it, for instance, if rain falls and washes it into the general water, for instance, if they are fetching water from a well or they are fetching water from a stream close by, so rain falls and washes into, into these um, wells or into the streams, then you have a situation whereby 
those water general body um, sources of water for those local environments become infected and this infection of course can now easily spread from person to person even through that source of water people may go there to fetch water to say oh, we use it to wash our vegetables before mm. we sell we use it to wash carrots that we're selling we use mm. it to wash cabbage we're selling we use it to wash granuts and these are things we don't cook at some point. Yes. So, and once any of these things are eaten raw, mm. then contamination will likely take place. You know, so the proper things, of course, will be boil your water. Mm. You know, we've been, you know, these are old and tested, you know, techniques of safety. Boil your drinking water. You know, boil your drinking water, very important. Boil your food, you know, whatever you're eating, let it be cooked properly, let it be heated properly. So that if there's any contamination, the contaminants can be killed by the heat. That's very important. Then other things like washing your hands, chlorination of water. This should be done at the municipal level. When I say municipal level, at the level of town water supply. But in a situation whereby town water supply may not be adequate because of the population or because of you know some of the development we have, it is important that if you're providing water for yourself, either through borehole or through tanker or whatever, ensure that there's a method of chlorination, a method of you know uh, ensuring that your water is made purified, it is purified at home. So there are all these kits that are sold. There's Milton, uh, you know, that sold in the you know, the basic chlorine. Mm. Yeah, you can use that to do some basic. Or you know, if you don't have all that, just boil your water make sure you boil your water before you drink okay so these are the things that can happen. okay so let's talk about the incubation period for cholera yeah so yeah so with the gas the incubation period so incubation period is a big term essentially what we mean is in um, health when we say incubation we mean that when someone comes in contact with the germ that causes the disease the person may not develop the symptoms or the signs of that disease immediately. When I say symptoms, the person may not start showing evidence or you know that he is sick. The person may still be moving around normally. So the period of time between when the person comes in contact with the germs to the time when the person starts feeling sick, starts saying, I'm not feeling fine, the person starts passing this watery um, stool or watery diarrhea we're talking about, that period is called the incubation period. So that incubation just means that that germ was already in the person's body. It was already causing problems in the body quietly. So it's that quiet period with the germs you know generates a lot of power to sort of deal with the individual so that period of incubation so in cholera we also have an incubation period and it could be up to um, 10 days five days or there about a week as the case may be and essentially what happens that people it's not everybody that may have a very serious watch issue so people just have very mild you know it's not it doesn't they may, it may not it may not even be so obvious in them but in some others it is extremely very serious so but what we're saying is that people should take note because if you are in the vicinity where somebody has either had you know um, very serious watery stools or where someone has died of cholera it is possible that you may have already come in contact with the germ and as such the germ may be in you it may be in the incubation it may be in the incubation period so what that means is that if you start feeling ill or you start having watery uh, you notice watery stools you need to immediately you either call the state's um, emergency number was the 112 or you go to a hospital and report or you go to the ministry of health which has the ministry of health they have set up treatment centers to support people who are coming down with watery stools and with the diarrhea uh, so there's help by the ministry of health the state epidemiologist who is in charge of outbreaks has said that they've set up a number of treatment facilities 
and that their um, emergency lines are also open people can also call in and uh, report if they're not feeling fine or if they notice something so if you see something please say something and reach out so that we can prevent uh, persons in our population from falling sick to the point of death Okay, so if you just tune in, you are listening to the program Your Health today right here on the station that rocks solid 100.9 FM and we are talking about cholera and my guest in the studio this evening is Dr. Chime Merem Omuliri and he is from the Department of Community Medicine, UNTH Enugu. He's also the Chairman, NMA Emergent and Re-Emergent Diseases Committee here in Enugu State and of course my name is Doris Mayim Shisha. So before we go on, let's go on a quick break and when we get back, we talk more. Hello, wonderful people. This is Dr. Tessinwa, and you're listening to Your Health Today on Solid 100.9 FM. Thank you for joining us. If you just tune in, you are still listening to the program Your Health Today. This is a program that places priority on your health, making sure that you live an all-round healthy life. And tonight, we are still talking about cholera. So we talked about quite a number of things. We talked about the meaning. We talked about how you can know that you of course gotten cholera, the symptoms. And um, in the course of talking, doctor, you mentioned quite a number of um, ways that it can be prevented. So I was going to talk more on the prevention now. So let's know other ways that this can be prevented. Yeah, so uh, prevention... Uh... Um, there are a number of things that we can do. Uh, first of all, we should know that there are places that are endemic for cholera. So what that means is that there are parts of the world, which Nigeria is part of, that actually have yearly outbreaks of uh, cholera. So we may have, you know, cholera happening um, year in year out. So this is endemic. There are places where we have, they don't have, you know, this cholera. So what that means is that primarily there's cholera around, you know. Now, the next thing is, how can you get cholera? We talked about that. So, preventing how you can get them is now sanitation and good hygiene. So, when I say good hygiene, I mean hand washing with soap and water. The same things we've been preaching for COVID-19, mm. for Ebola, all these things are relevant. It's not something you do only when there's an outbreak. It's something that when you do it, you're preventing several possible illnesses and diseases, including cholera, including COVID-19, or whatnot. So washing your hands frequently is very, very key. And you don't just wash your hand with your water. You wash your hand with soap, and you make sure that you wash and soap between your fingers, under your fingernails as much as possible, and scrub, you know, your palms properly with, you know, with friction to make sure it's clean. Then you rinse for about 20 to 30 seconds. It's very important. So washing your hands with running water also, very important. Not putting, washing your hand and the dirty water you use it to still be rinsing your hand. <laughs> so instead of using your hands under water and the dirty, you carry up the bowl and pour for yourself on the floor one hand at a time is better so it's better to use running water to wash your hands that's the one very important the second thing is boil your drinking water for prevention is very important because like we say cholera is caused by a germ and the germ has a long uh, name we call it vibrio cholerae you know but of course this is not the issue the issue is a germ so this germ you want to make sure that when you boil your drinking water the drinking water is now purified of this germ. So boiling your drinking water is very important. I know in the area where people are quick to buy water from outside, so be careful. If you're one of those consumers, be sure of the source of the water that you're taking. If you're not sure of the source, please boil and be sure, be double sure. Then the next thing to do also is the food. You must make sure you wash with clean water the food that you are 
going to use or eat in the house either as you're eating it raw but preferably we want you to cook what you're eating we prefer want you to because the heat will help to also destroy this bacteria when it's there it's important also to know that the locations where this contamination is taking place many times are crowded locations like markets crowded locations like farms like places where people are living you know in unsanitary conditions so there are parts of this state where you see people living in congested areas you know where the gutters are not properly catered to where even toilets are not properly done we have these areas this is calling for caution in all these areas we must pay additional attention to our sanitation and to the source of our water we must make sure that the source of water we're using is not being contaminated with water in the gutters with water from the toilet with waters from the bathrooms etc we must make sure that the source of water that we use for cooking for drinking are you know clean or at least boiled very important then um, with prevention also we have uh, what we call treatment as prevention so when there's an outbreak like this the state epidemiologist i talked about the state ministry of health jumps into action to rescue those who may have had come in contact with this germ so what they do is that they for those who are already having symptoms they give them what we call oral fluid replacement oral rehydration therapy and they replace fluids for this person so that because they are passing a lot of stool and losing a lot of body fluid the fluid is replaced to get them and keep them alive so they don't go into very serious dehydration that may lead to death the next thing they do is they also give them antibiotics so antibiotics don't forget i said that vibro cholerae is a bacteria, bacteria. So antibiotics will also work to reduce the load in the system of persons who are already infected with this germ. So, um, so doctors also prescribe antibiotics in consonance with the oral rehydration that is given, either orally or intravenously. As there are vaccines as well, uh, which are usually used where there's an outbreak. There's a mass vaccine campaigns based on availability. However, it's important for us to know that at the level of uh, treatment with antibiotics and uh, oral rehydration, you can actually sort of prevent persons from going ahead to spread it to other people if there's some sort of um, you know, elimination of the germ from the individual. So that person's tool will no longer have the cholera and as such, the person's ability to keep transmitting is you know, reduced. Yes, limited. So these are important things that we take into uh, you know consideration. But of course, don't forget the environmental things are important. Environmental sanitation has become so critical now for all of us. You know, we must clean those dirty gutters. We must secure our water sources. Make sure that the water source is at least a hundred uh, meters or, the, or thereabouts from a soccer way or from where you have feces so you must give some sort of distance between where the water is kept and where but in where we have people going to defecate close to the stream or people defecating close to a well these are dangerous practices then areas of of um, congestion we need community leaders to take action on congestion if you know that there's a lot of cramping there's a lot of people staying within small spaces where you are you need to advise you need to advise what can be done because from this sort of overcrowding that is where you have unsanitary conditions that will degenerate to contamination of water sources contamination of food and eventually an outbreak of cholera hmm. 
Okay, so we are actually rounding up, doctor. Thank you very much. So as we are rounding up, is it advisable for people to self-medicate when the issues like so, this? So, so um, you know, this is one of those situations where self-medication can be dangerous because someone with some medical knowledge, even if it's a community, a nurse, or you know, a community health worker, needs to um, who has some training what we call diarrheal disease uh, training you know somebody who has some training has to you know do some assessment because if there's dehydration you may not even know that you're dehydrated you may not even know what to look out for the signs to look out for uh -huh, you know some people may think is the my stool is normally like mm, this running it's running stomach uh -huh, i'm just purging you understand what i'm saying it's not just purging it may look like purging but this thing can kill in a very short time that's why we are concerned and that's why we are speaking so the need for social mobilization for mobilizing ourselves no please if there's anybody who says i'm just purging who is saying it's just my stomach that is running please this is not the time you need to raise the alarm to make sure that you can receive care so that you don't go into very serious dehydration and um, by the time they, you know, the help can come, it may be too late. Okay, so finally, you talked about um, some emergency lines. I don't know, are they available? Is it something we can read out here? Or yes, so uh, yeah, so usually uh, the state has uh, maintained um, that uh, you know those lines over time. From what I know, I'm not a spokesperson of the state. Mm -hmm. However, I am in contact with um, some of the officials of the state who I know are working, um, you know, on this, responding to this outbreak. And they have assured me that those lines are okay. available. Okay. I think it's 112, if I'm not mistaken, yes. And um, people can reach out, you know, to the Ministry of Health in proper. Okay. Uh, even if you can't, or you can go to any hospital and just make sure you inform them that this is what's happening to you. No medical person uh, would miss such, um, you know, you know, a diagnosis. So these are the issues. So it's known that there's a cholera outbreak, you know, in um, this in Enugu, and it's linked to overcrowding in a particular market area. And I think uh, the state government, I'm sure, has put out a statement, and we should all follow and, uh, you know, get the latest updates and keep safe, ensure good sanitation, boil our drinking water wash our hands properly and if need be we need to purify water with uh, chlorine products as case may be all right thank you very much doctor quite an enlightening session there remember we had dr chinemarim Oluri, and he's from the department of community medicine UNTH Enugu, and he is also the chairman nma emergent and re-emergent diseases committee Enugu state he's done justice to that topic and so this is something that we need to uh, all take seriously my name is doris mayam shisha your health and today we'll be back again next week tuesday keep a date with us keep listening to solid 100.9 and stay safe. Alright, welcome to Health Tips on Your Health Today. Today on Health Tips, like I said earlier, we'll be talking about the dangers of self-medication. First of all, you need to know that self-medication is not a good practice and should be avoided at all costs. And again, self-medication may lead to addiction. You may become addicted to the drugs that you consume without doctor's prescription. And of course, self-medication can also lead to abuse of antibiotics and consequently increases the risk of developing resistance. This 
This, however, means that when you consume antibiotics without doctor's prescription, you, your body system gets used to it and it becomes useless at some point, so to say. And also, a person practicing self-medication in a bid to avoid visit, visiting a doctor due to maybe lack of money or lack of uh, lack of money or fear of seeing a doctor may end up being hospitalized. I'm sure this is not something you want for yourself. So in a nutshell, do away with self-medication when you have symptoms or with see a doctor. This is because your health is a priority. That's the much we'll be taking on health tips today and thank you very much for being a part of the show. Remember your health today is held every Tuesday from 8.30pm to 9pm and um, if you have any questions or any contributions or something you want to know more about this program, do visit our social media handles, Facebook and on Instagram we drop a message with the hashtag your health today and we'll definitely attend to them. And also remember to follow us on other platforms and also um, Google Play Store, you can download Solid FM app, that way you can listen to our program from any part of the world. My name is Doris Mayim Shishe. Do have a pleasant evening. Thank you. Uh, uh, why are you coughing? Nothing, no. It's nothing serious. Just one of those things. Hmm. One of those things? You need to pay more attention to your health, just like every other aspect of your life. But you know I'm not good with all these health matters. Not to worry. Tune in to Solid 100.9 FM every Tuesday by 8pm for your health today. A program that places priority on your health, keeping you informed about health issues that concern you, while giving you the latest news and trends in the health sector, so you can be equipped to live a healthy life. Remember, your health is more than your wealth. It is everything. Tune in to Solid 100.9 FM every Tuesday by 8 p.m. for your health today. Your health today, promoting all-round good health, the foundation of success. (music) 